The day was especially hot, and we had left the oppressive confines of our hotel near the noisy central market and bus station. We walked southwest, out of town, perhaps a mile. Here were the warm waters of the Rio Acha, across rolling pastures of tall grass. After swimming in the river, playing in deep pools the warm torrent had carved in the black basaltic stream bed, we returned through the same meadows. One more familiar than I with the appearance of Strafaria cubensis pointed out a single large specimen standing tall and alone in an old bit of cowman. Impulsively and at my companion's suggestion, I ate the whole mushroom. It all occupied but a moment, and then on we trudged, tired from our swim, a tropical thunderstorm moving toward us along the eastern edge of the Andean Cordillera, where Florencia is located. For perhaps a quarter hour, we walked on, mostly in silence. Wearily, I hung my head, almost hypnotized by the sight of the regular motion of my boots cutting through the grass. To align my back, to throw off my lethargy, I paused and stretched, scanning the horizon. The feeling of the bigness of the sky that I have come to associate with psilocybin rushed down on me there for the first time. I asked my friends to pause and sat down heavily on the ground. A silent thunder seemed to shake the air before me. Things stood out with a new presence and significance. It came like a wave and passed like a wave as the first fury of the tropical storm burst over us, leaving us soaked. In the sodden retreat, the brief moment preceding our frantic withdrawal went unmentioned by me. I recognized my experience as being induced by the mushroom, but I was involved, I thought, in a deep jungle search for hallucinogens of a different sort orally active DMT-containing drugs and yahe and if that mixture plan. I filed the mushroom experience as something to look into another time. Long-time residents of Colombia assured me that the mushroom occurred exclusively on the dung of Cebu cattle, and I assumed that in the jungle of the interior, where I was shortly to be, I could expect no cattle or pasture. I put the thought of mushrooms from my mind as I anticipated the rigors of the Rio Putumayo descent toward our target destination, a remote mission called La Chorera. We'll just start with a song that was uh, inspired by uh, some experiences that Terence spoke. like 
but in the lacuna, in the rare moments when experience in the present is a minimal thing, an indolent self-examining thing, then memory is free to speak and call forth the landscapes of our striving in other moments now past. Now, the now that is a time beyond the confines of this story, a now in which this story is past, I do not worry the past as I did then. It is now set for me in a way that it was not set then. Not set then because so recent, still to be relived in memory and learned from. Five days of river travel lay before us, undemanding, freeing the mind to rove and scan. everywhere drawing inane analogies into common conversation. Putumayo is like the Ganges. The jungle invokes Ambon. The sky is similar to the skies of the Serengeti plain, etc. The illusion of understanding. A lame way of getting one's bearings. The unfamiliar does not give up its secrets in this game. The Putumayo does not become like the Ganges. The unfamiliar must become known as itself before it is correctly recognized. The familiar things are people. The people here appear as known quantities because they have been known in the past. So long as the future remains like the past, they will remain known quantities. Certainly this is not New York, Boulder, or Berkeley, but we are trying to become extra-environmentals develop a sense of appropriate action that is never at a loss. It is the familiarity of these people that makes them windows in my imagination, opening onto the past. Why had people like ourselves come to the steaming jungles of Amazonian Colombia? We were a party of five bound by friendship, extravagant imagination, naivete, and a dedication to travel and exotic experience. Ev, our translator, was the only member of the group not long an acquaintance of us all. She was an American like ourselves who had lived several years in South America and had traveled in the East, where I had passed her once in the Kathmandu airport. Another story. In Colombia, she was recently free of a long relationship and fell in with our group, having nothing better to do. She and I were lovers of some two weeks when we arrived at La Chirera. The other three members of our party, besides myself, were my brother, the youngest and least traveled of us, a student of botany and a colleague of long standing, Vanessa, an old school friend of mine from the Experimental College in Berkeley, trained in anthropology and photography and traveling on her own, and Dave, another old friend of mine, a gay meditator, a maker of pottery, an embroiderer of blue jeans, and like Vanessa, a New Yorker. 
as for myself, just four months before this trip my brother and I had endured the grief of the death of our mother. Previous to that I had been traveling three years in India and Indonesia, had worked in Japan and then in Canada where we had all held a reunion and planned this Amazon expedition to investigate the depths of the psychedelic experience. I deliberately do not wish to say much about any of us. Let me say, though, that we were miseducated, perhaps, but well-educated, certainly. Our differences arose out of the faith that each had in his own ability to understand the situation correctly. Often these descriptions did not agree, as is a common enough situation among strong personalities or witnesses to an unusual event. 